my father's son. Um, let me turn that down just a little bit. So I just checked this. Yep. I just checked to see where they were, and my dad is pretty much crossing the border to Tennessee on the west side of Tennessee right now, so he still has like a little over five-hour drive to go, so he is still a long ways away from home. As far as I know, everything went well in Oklahoma. I didn't hear anything otherwise, so just going to assume the best. Uh, no, no, that's fine. Um, Mom's up in uh, Pennsylvania on a trip, so uh, holding down the fort down here. So uh, if it's okay with you all, we'll go ahead and pray and get into the service. So. Father, I thank you for this day today, and I thank you for this time that we have here to learn more about you and about your word, Father. And I thank you for the wisdom that you have given us through your word, and I thank you for Mom and Dad's safe travels home tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you all want to go ahead and open up your Bibles to Luke 6.27, that's where we'll be starting tonight. So I was, you know, I'm always trying to figure out what, you know, pre preach about every time I do one of these things. It's been a while since I've done one of these things. It's probably been, I think it was August of 2021, last time I've been behind this podium, so it's been a minute. Been a minute. Um, the topic I eventually arrived on was... Uh, forgiveness, but specifically forgiveness in a way that makes Christians different from those in the world. Uh, so in Luke 6.27, this, uh, this is on the Sermon on the Mount preaching. It says, But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, uh, yeah. love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. Unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. As ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And that was kind of the verse that was really in this passage saying that, really emphasizing that if we only do the bare minimum of just loving those that love us, we're, 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 we're no better than those in the world, and we, we have, and we're not shining as we should to those in the world. And if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. Beloved ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great. And ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. And all this passage was in response to what Jesus was saying, that in the Old Testament it says, do not murder, um, or you will be held accountable for, for that murder, which, which is true, and it is important to, to keep that saying, of course. But to, to continue that, it is, it is even more valuable to not hold any resentment inside of us uh, against others, because that is... Cause that, 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 that just won't help anything at all. 
over in Romans 3.23. Uh, so it, 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 it's easy to love those that love us because we're, we can simply reciprocate what is already being given to us which is what can make it difficult to forgive someone because like, in order to forgive someone, they must have done something wrong. You know, they're, they're, there's no need to forgive a toddler. Like, they, they don't know what they're doing. Like, as, 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 as much as my nephew Wade screams and cries all night, none of us hold much resentment for him for <laughs> doing that throughout all the night uh, because he, he doesn't know any better. Um, but in order to Look at someone who has done wrong and, and forgive them. That, 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 that takes the love of God that is in us in order to do anything about that. So in Romans 3, verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. The point I wanted to make with this passage is that there, we, we, we have all made our mistakes. And, and, and none of us should be so held highly in, in, in our own view that, that we cannot take, take a chance to look at someone and see, their, and, and see their failures and see their shortcomings, but despite all of that, still find it in us to forgive them and still be able to move on from that. And I wanted to read that passage in the Amplified Version. Uh, verse 23 again, since all have sinned and are falling short of the honor and glory which God bestows and receives. What's really important with that is that it's emphasizing that it is continual. It's not, it's not, just, it's, it's not just one instance that we, we, we will sin. Like we, We're not planning to. It's not part of our day. Like, oh, it's three o'clock. I'm going to go and lie to my neighbor. Like that, n- n- None of us are planning to, but we're, we all have the sin nature within us. And, and, and at some point in our lives, we all have chosen to sin. The only one on this earth that has not chosen to do that was Jesus Christ. In verse 24, all are justified and made upright and in right standing with God, freely and graciously, by his grace, his unmerited favor and mercy, through the redemption which is provided in Christ Jesus. Even, even if we are to forgive people, that's not what inherently makes us worth forgiving to God. We, we have done nothing in it of ourselves to deserve that forgiveness from God, but it was simply by his grace and his kindness. And so it is our responsibility to extend that to those around us and especially to those that have done us wrong because we're the ones involved in the matter. Like we, 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 we could forgive someone that has done something wrong to a friend of ours, and that may be important if, if we're holding resentment in our heart for what they did to someone that's close to us, but it, it doesn't do a whole lot of good to, like, for, for us to forgive a bully in a school in Spain. They, they, they have no association with us. They, the, the person that is most held liable for that forgiveness is the people that are involved in that situation. Uh, if you want to turn to Matthew 5 now, 
verse 21, back on the Sermon on the Mount. This is part of what I was mentioning earlier about Jesus referring to the Old Testament. Verse 21, You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council, but whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. And I wanted to read that uh, verse 22 in the Amplified Version. I really like the Amplified Version because it really brings out a lot of the um, translations that English is lacking because it, 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 it's all the same translation if you were to look back in the Greek in this case because it's New Testament. It, it's all translated from the same stuff, but, it, but there's seven different, uh, if I'm remembering that correctly, different words for love in Greek. We have one word for love. It can have different implications, a different context, but for English, we only have one. And, and just off the top of my head, the two I can think of in Greek is agape, the God kind of love, and philia, brotherly love. So that verse 22 in the Amplified. But I say to you that everyone who continues to be angry with his brother or harbors malice, enmity of heart against him, shall be liable to and unable to escape the punishment imposed by the court. Um, that, that, that's just like the first little section, but what's important about that is that it's that, that's really talking about unforgiveness and resentment that is held in your heart. This is, um, it, it says like, whoever, uh, everyone who continues to be angry with his brother, this is happening after the fact. This could be days, weeks, months, years have gone by, and you could still be holding resentment in your heart for something that someone has done. And, and, and it could be held against you. And whoever speaks contemptu- contemptuously and insultingly to his brother shall be liable to and unable to escape the punishment imposed by the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you cursed fool, you empty-headed idiot, which is what the word raka means in, uh, in English, shall be liable to and unable to escape the hell Gehenna of fire. Um, and then continuing in verse 23, back in the King's James. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remember, rememberest that thou, thy brother, hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, thou shalt not, thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. Um, so, so even with our dealings with the Lord, whenever we're say like, like, like uh, of course we don't have to do offerings in the in the New Testament. Um, that was all completed by Jesus on the cross. But say if we're volunteering or serving or on a on, on a mission trip where we're offering of our time and our service to the Lord and, and to his kingdom. It is, it is more valuable um, to him that we make right with those around us than we make our offerings to him. 
So like, like if, if you're on a missions trip, now I'm not saying to cancel a missions trip so you can go forgive someone, but to, that, that, that should be taken care of beforehand because it's, it, 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 it will damage you on the missions trip, not, not necessarily in a physical sense, but in a matter of, be, because you're holding resentment in yourself, there's not as much space for, for God inside of you just because there's so much malice and anger. Um, I'll just flip over there real fast, but on Matthew 5, 7, just a few verses earlier, it says, Blessed are, are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And in, 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 in part of forgiving, um, every sin has to be paid for. That's, that's the nature of what sin is. It, it, it is a debt. To forgive someone is to wipe is to wipe that debt clean, which, in essence, is imposing mercy on them. Because, I mean, as I said earlier, the the innocent aren't the ones that need forgiveness. It, it is it is the guilty that that need it. And so, in order to impart forgiveness to them, we must be able and willing to to give them mercy for whatever it is they, that, that that they had done, be it be it big or small. Um, in our minds, but in, if you want to turn to Matthew 18, there's a parable that relays that very well. Uh, Matthew 18, verse 21, it says, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times, Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee till seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of God of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. When he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents. And if I remember correctly, a talent is the wages that you would make in a year's time. So this, this man was indebted ten thousand years, which is safe. If he lived 100 years, that's 100 lifetimes that he was indebted to this king, which is far greater than, than he could ever hope to pay off, even with people's help. It would, it would take an entire city to pay off that debt, and even then, who's to say they, they also don't have debts? But for as much, uh, verse 25, as he, had not, as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children, and all that he had in payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Which is an absurd thing to try and claim, that you can repay off a hundred lifetimes of debt. But nonetheless, then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, and loosed him, and forgave him the debt. The, the, the servant had merely asked, uh, give me time, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pay it off, don't, don't sell me and my family and, and, and my goods. And merely in the effort of, of, of repentance, of trying to make up that debt, the Lord had forgiven him and, 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 and wiped his slate clean. Verse 28, But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence, and a pence is a day's wages. So, if you can imagine how much less that is than a hundred lifetimes, this is a hundred days. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, 
and I will pay to you all, which incidentally enough is the um, exact same words that he had said to the Lord. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. And his Lord, after that he had called, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if you from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. Um, so Jesus, of course, really brings it out there in the end that, that of, of what this parable is saying is that, that, that our debt to the Lord for, for, for what we have done to him, because, because at, every sin, even before it's committed, it's first committed against the Lord, because we're, we're, we're breaking... Our, our, our covenant with him, and we're breaking his law that he had laid out both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And, 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 and all that debt is so, so much vastly greater than, than, than the debt of someone else that has wronged us in, in our lifetimes. Say, at, even what Jesus was saying at, at, at the beginning, before this parable, not, not seven times, but but 70 times seven, like no, no matter how many times, which, which is the point he's trying to make. He's, he's not saying once you hit seven, 70 times seven, then, then, then cut them off and throw them in prison. That, that's not the point he's trying to make, of course. They're, they're, if, it, if you were really forgiving someone, you would not tally them up 490 times just to throw them away in prison. That, that, that's not forgiveness. The point he was trying to make is that no matter how many times they have wronged you, no matter how many times they have betrayed you and lied to you. It's your responsibility to forgive them and, and to forgive them their debt. Uh, over in John chapter 20, uh, there's just one verse there. Uh, it says, Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them, and whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. Let me open that up in the uh, Amplified Version. It says, uh, the same verse, verse 23 there. Now having received the Holy Spirit and being led and directed by him, if you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of anyone, they are retained. This was a message to the disciples having just received the Holy Spirit which more or less is where um, all born again Christians stand that uh, for those of us that have received the Holy Spirit that this this message can apply to us that whoever sins that we forgive that that they are forgiven of them as well but whoever's sins we do not forgive it is not forgiven of them and we can see this uh, play out in both ways in the Old Testament, uh, Jeremiah 18. Um, that, there's there's so many stories with Jeremiah that is just so. Uh, Trying to think of a more elaborate word than just pitiful, I suppose, just because there's 
so many times where the he'll bring something to the Israelites and he says, this, this is a word from the Lord, do this and it'll be well. And the Israelites say, great, we'll do that. And then the very next day they do practically the exact opposite thing. Um, verse 18, chapter 18, it reads, uh, Then said they, Come and let us devise devices against Jeremiah, they being people that were aspiring against him. For the law shall not perish from the priest, nor counsel from the wise, nor the ward from the prophet. Come and let us smite him with the tongue. Let us not give heed to any of his words. And in verse 19 is Jeremiah, Give heed to me, O Lord, and hearken to the voice of them that contend with me. Shall evil be recompensed for good? For they have digged a pit for my soul. Remember that I stood before thee to speak good for them, and to turn away thy wrath from them. Therefore deliver up their children to the famine, and pour out their blood by the force of the sword. Let their wives be bereaved of their children, and be widows. Let their men be put to death. Let their young men be slain by the sword in battle. Let a cry be heard from their houses, and thou shalt bring a troop suddenly upon them. For they have digged a pit to take me, and hit snares for my feet. Yet, Lord, thou knowest all their counsel against me to slay me. Forgive not their iniquity, neither blot out their sin from thy sight, but let them be overthrown before thee. Deal thus with them in the time of thine anger. That's a pretty intense passage there from Jeremiah, really, really laying it out to God, the weight he has been taking on from those around him. And, and, and it could be easy reading it now, several thousand years later, with all of the revelation and wisdom and, most importantly, the Holy Ghost and love of God. Because, again, this is Old Testament. He doesn't have the love of God set upon him. Sorry, he doesn't have the Holy Ghost in, inside of him. He, he, he doesn't have the speaking in tongues. And, and, and for him, the conclusion that, that he had come to was just to just burn them all. And, and, this, and, and this did come to pass in the, uh, in, in the later chapters of, uh, e either later chapters or this is a prophecy for the future. But it was uh, in the next chapter, he, he, he gave this as a prophecy to the people, basically saying the, 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 Lord, the Lord will come for you and destroy you. And and that that's that as as terrible as that is, that's what will happen to those that that that's what could happen to those that we do not forgive. Again, this is uh, Old Testament before all of our sins were paid for. And in, in, in the New Testament, we have uh, we can have grace um, from God, so that not every sin must be paid for. So drastically and readily as it necessarily should be, just as what the parable in Matthew 18 was, and how, how great of a debt that that first servant owed to the Lord for like, what, whatever he did. Like it, um, it, it doesn't matter what he did, it was just a matter of how much that, that debt was worth, and, and, and w w without forgiveness, this this is what will happen in, in Jeremiah, um, at least, again, at least in the Old Testament. But either way, if we if we do not forgive them, that 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 could still still 
upon them in their lives, especially if we are innocent. Um, and that, like I mentioned, uh, we see both sides play out. So in uh, Exodus 32, we can see the, uh, the alternative to what was given in Jeremiah. And like I said, it, it could be easy to, uh, to, to, to look down upon Jeremiah for saying the woe to this, but I mean, it'd be, it'd, it'd be miserable to be, uh, to, to, to have been Jeremiah and, and to have been in his shoes to where, because um, he, he, he was a full, full, full-blown prophet. I mean, he had heard from the Lord regularly uh, on a consistent basis about, about what to do, about the best things to do that would, that would continue to protect those around them and, and, all that, that anyone around him could do was just to ignore him and to slander him and to sometimes even bring, bring harm to him. In uh, some of the next chapters, after chapter 18, he was thrown in stocks because of the prophecy that he had given uh, to the people based off Jeremiah 18, which I don't know why they thought that was the best idea because he's the prophet of, prophet of God that's not going to trying to do harm to God, God's people isn't going to end well, um, at least without forgiveness, which is what brings us to Exodus 32. Uh, verse 7, And the Lord said unto Moses, Go, get thee down, for thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrected themselves. Now this is just after the parting of the Red Sea. This is while uh, Moses was on uh, the mount where he received the tablets of stone, the Ten Commandments from the Lord. So this has been, um, I forget how long. It, it, it's, been, it's been days. It's not been lifetimes. It has been a, I, I want to say he was up there for three days. That seems, yeah. Um, it, he had been up on the mountain for three days. And over that three days, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see it play out here. Verse 8. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed thereunto and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. This is remarkable how short-sighted some people can be. <laughs> and again, we, we, we don't want to just con- condemn them all to... To hell because I mean what what nah, what what would we do if we were left in the wilderness without our leader for for three days and three nights I mean he was him and uh, was it Joshua or Caleb uh, it, was, it was Joshua uh, him and Joshua were up on the mountain for three days of course Joshua didn't go all the way to the peak but for the sake of it they were both gone from the camp and all that was left was Aaron, which Aaron should have done better, and he, um, uh, he, he he makes up for it later. But they 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 had seen the ten plagues on Egypt. They had seen the waters part for them in the Red Sea and walked upon dry land, and they had seen it close behind them and swallow up the armies of it, of Egypt. And not but um, I I, I want to say this was about. Uh, about about a week after all of that, because they had spent three days wandering in the wilderness, and then he's up on the Mount Sinai for three days. So it was about, about, about a week after all of that, give or take. 
they had turned their back uh, on God and started worshiping a golden calf. Uh, I think, uh, verse 9, And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. And therefore let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot against them, that I may consume them. And I will make of thee a great nation. And we, we know the Lord doesn't lie. So any, anything he says is, uh, we, we, we can take him at his word for it. It, it, it is not in him to lie. And, and, and he gave here Moses a chance to sit, uh, a chance to say, okay, Lord, destroy this, 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 this wicked nation that has turned their backs on you after seeing miracle after miracle after miracle after saving them from the hand of Pharaoh. Get rid of them all. We'll, 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 we'll start over with, with, with my seed. The Lord gave Moses that, that chance to take that deal. Verse 11, And Moses besought the Lord his God, and said, Lord, why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, For mischief did he bring them out, to slay them in the mountains, and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou swearest by thine own self, and saidst unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. That is a remarkable thing, to be able to, to, to get the Lord to... To, to repent to you. I can say I, I've never had the Lord repent to me about something. Um, Mo, Moses really was, he, he, he really was the one for the job to be able to be given the chance. You will be king and, and, and father of, of, of a whole nation that, 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 that I'll bring out of you. And and, and, and Moses, rather than seeing the throne that he would have had, rather than seeing the treasures that he would have had, rather than seeing the potentially the, the, the glory that he would have had, he, he saw what would have had to have been lost in order to in order for that to have been gained, and he, and he decided that that, that 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 the cost wasn't worth it, that that the cost of having to wipe all of Israel clean and start over. Um, Matthew uh, 4, you don't need to turn there, but this was uh, right before uh, where I drew a lot of these passages from in uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus went about, uh, verse 23, went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people, they were taken with diverse diseases and torments, those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee, and from Decapolis, and from Jerusalem, and from Judea, and from beyond Jordan. What I wanted to bring up with this is that this, that this might have been one of the 
uh, greatest crowds that Jesus had had before him, that the greatest opportunity to, to, that he had to give his word to as many people simultaneously as, uh, uh, as, as he could. And one of the things that he emphasized a lot, I don't necessarily know about most because he taught a lot on the Sermon on the Mount, but the three of the passages that I brought out, uh, blessed are the merciful for they shall receive mercy, uh, the uh, passage about how uh, if, if you hold resentment in, in your heart about your brother, that that that, that is murder. In the passage that I brought up first about about not only loving your neighbor but also lo- uh, but also loving your enemy, um, all, all those were given on the Sermon on the Mount to to this crowd, and and, and I think it's uh, in, I, I I think if it's if it's important enough to Jesus to have mentioned forgiveness and love this many times to this big of a crowd, then then, then it's important for us, for each of our lives, um, to forgive and love and love those around us. And, uh, and you know, that we're, we're not all perfect. I mean, uh, a while ago now, I had a friend of mine really, really betray me, and it really, really hurt me. And, and, and I couldn't sleep properly for months just because of what because of what had happened and the the verse that really made it click for me um, for, for for whatever reason is a uh, mark 11 25 and when you stand praying forgive if you have aught against any that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses um, this is a my dad preached on this verse a little bit, and what he was emphasizing was is that no matter what the other person does, no matter if they never change, no matter if they never repent, no matter if they, um, if, if, if you never see them again, no, no matter if they even did something wrong or not, and, they, and only if you feel like they did something wrong, to, uh, only if you feel like they did something wrong to you, not, not to belittle anyone's situations, but Sometimes we misinterpret things. Sometimes we misinterpret actions. Even if all of that were true, it is still... Um, this verse does not give any, ways that, any way out of forgiving someone. They, 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 they could be the worst person in the world, and they could be doing that same thing every single day to other people. But it is still our responsibility to forgive them of anything that they have done to us so that it can be forgiven of them um, in this day. Um, yeah, one, two. Okay, there. So uh, forgive us, you all go and pray and uh, take up offering after that. So. Father, I thank you for this day today, and I thank you for this message that you've given to me and given to those that, that are listening. And, and I thank you, Father, that we have this space that, that we can learn more about you and more about your word uh, safely and comfortably. And, and I thank you, Father, for uh, everyone's safe travels home tonight, uh, and especially for safe travels for my mom and dad as they make their way, their way back home today and tomorrow.
And uh, I thank you for blessing this offering today, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Brother um, Radian, go and take up offering if you have it prepared. Y'all can be dismissed. <laughs>